Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 150. This week on the show, I've got an amazing conversation with Tyson Evans. You guys probably know him a little bit better from his band, Crooked Teeth. Um, Had a great time talking with him. Tyson and I talked about two years ago on a kind of mental health podcast. designed episode if you will designated episode whatever um and you know he's been blowing up ever since and it's been really really dope to to be able to watch that um growth and to be able to reconnect with him and talk about you know where life has taken him over the last two years and being able to um you know really put together this band whereas when i last talked to him it was still kind of just a a moniker for himself and you know so we've talked about the formation of the band uh kind of getting some recognition building the fan base uh being played on Sirius XM's Octane channel uh they've got a new single dropping this coming Friday this coming Friday which is going to be on the 20th january 20th they will be dropping their new single called loser um that's featuring cammy petten um and it's a super dope song you guys are really gonna enjoy it and yeah it's just a really great conversation i'm so thankful for him doing it he literally pulled over onto the side of the road and stopped so that we could have this conversation so you guys need to go show him some love for doing that for us as well. Um, but yeah, let's dive into this conversation. This is my conversation with Tyson Evans of Crooked Teeth. So uh, to kick things off, let's do the the standard introduction, man. I, I feel like, like I just said, you know, you've been blowing up. But for anybody that's not familiar with you, who are you and kind of what's going on in life right now? Yeah, so I'm Tyson and... Um obviously got this band crooked teeth um currently well we just had a pretty gnarly yeah 2022 did a ton of touring and some festivals for the first time ever and um you know we put out a i think we put out three songs last year and um we're still just kind of riding off our last single you know until loser comes out our our new song loser is coming out next week Mm -hmm. um features our friend cammy Patton. And uh, we're also working on our first ever full length. So that's been really the focus of everything for us right now. And we're just really excited. I mean, this is the first kind of time. I would say there's also this period of Crooked Teeth where it's really kind of going from moniker to band, if that makes sense. To where like Emma, you know, the other guitarist and singer now, like she has been doing a ton of songwriting on the album, which is fucking badass. And Jason, you know, it's the first time I've had real drums on a Crooked T song since like 2018, you know? So it's been really cool to just have this process uh, be collaborative and with people that I just really enjoy being in this band with and, and getting to grow with. So we're doing that 
we're really excited about it. I'm driving down to LA tomorrow and we start the record Sunday um, for two weeks. We, well, we've already started it. I mean, Loser is going to be on the record and that, that was written back in August and uh, we just did a couple songs in Nashville. So we've already kind of like started the record, but yeah. this is for like two consecutive weeks. We're just going to be together, flushing it out, wrapping it up and um, getting it ready to share with everybody to digest however they want you know <laughs> yeah yeah so. for sure um you know just before the official episode started we were just talking about you know two years ago roughly two years ago we just had our last conversation yeah um, and to your point about you know kind of going from moniker to to band at that time it really was just kind of you as your own thing with kind yeah. of rotating members to help you out and now like right. you said it's it's really fleshing into this we have the opportunity to do something big um and i yeah. think you guys are on pace right now so yeah it's man it's definitely been it's been like a cocktail of like of um, like emotions and like it's just like there's some imposter syndrome in there <laughs> there's like um uh, excitement there's anxiousness there's nervousness there's like all these things that, I mean, you know, people deal with in their everyday lives anyways. It's not like it's totally specific to us, but like, it's just been, um, there's, yeah, there's, I think it's mostly excitement though, like excitement yeah. to just really get to do this together. And like, honestly, Emma and Jason are, are my fucking brother and sister now, you know, like we are, we have the last year and a half that we've been doing this kind of thing. Like we did not expect to be kind of like you know not that things have grown like in some insanely viral way but they are I think there is something going on that reminds me a lot of like what I would see how bands would grow when I was younger you know where especially if you're like a real fan that was there from the beginning you know right which for me was like fucking myspace but like now it's like I think it's um it's just cool to like, sometimes I do this thing where, especially when I'm, ha I'm struggling with imposter syndrome or gratitude, uh, I try to put myself in the position of someone who is a fan um, kind of watching from the outside. So it reminds me that like, I do have to celebrate things sometimes, yeah. you know, and I do have to be excited and, and realize that we're doing something really cool and special and, and that has, you know, integrity. So I, I don't know. It's, it's been exciting. It's been cool. I'm yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, the imposter syndrome, we talked about that a few years ago when we had our conversation. Um, yeah. But to your point, I do think there is some truth to like, and it's not an easy thing to do, but to take yourself out of being Tyson and part of mm. crooked teeth right. and put yourself in those shoes of somebody looking and going, no, I have put in the fucking work. Like, look at all this shit that I've done. Yeah, yeah. I deserve a little bit of this. <laughs> yeah. Or at least to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and for sure. Yeah. When, you know, we mentioned the festivals that you got to play. I mean, you were at So What? You did Welcome to Rockville, Aftershock. Like, these aren't just little hometown festivals, man. Like, you guys are making a wave. Yeah, it was that i would say was the really like i don't think i'll be totally honest like i'm i'm you know i'm 30 years old so i don't and i've been doing music since i was 15 right like 
I think I started touring with my first band when I was in high school and I was like 16. Um, and so I've been through like, dude, I've seen it all, you know? So I, I'm, I don't feel weird in saying that, but I think I was always hoping for moments and working really hard for moments that we had last year. So I would say leading up to those moments, it was the most exciting time. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Like, why are we, you know? Yeah. And then when you're there, there's obviously the excitement and whatnot, but there's also the like, wait, like we're pulling up in this fucking Toyota minivan. <laughs> right. We're literally driving on the Daytona speedway to get to our loading area. And then we're loading in next to just semis that aren't just accidentally there. They're literally like kisses semis because like, yeah. that's what we're playing, but we're, we're us, you know? So it was just like such a weird, like really cool. And, you know, like seriously, like such a moment for gratitude, but also some imposter syndrome where we're rolling into these things and it's literally the three of us and like our buddy Joe, like our tour manager, you know, photographer. And like, so we're going there just being like, wow, like it's kind of vulnerable. It's kind of vulnerable. You know, it's like, you're, you're around, you know, these other artists and their managers and their agents and their, you know, their label reps that are there, you know, like, and you kind of just have, you know, at least for me, I don't know how Emma and Jason were absorbing it. But like, for me, it was just very like, wow, we're doing this, but we're still on our own out here, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, you know, and that was kind of similar, like when we started getting played on Octane, like I knew that if we, we could get a song there that we'd find a home there. And, right. um, and I, when we all, when I sent the original version of our last single promise to Emma and Jason, they were like, yeah this is the, this is the one, like, this is going to be the one. And I was like, what do you, you know, like, what do you got? And they're like, this is like going to go, like, this is going to go to rock, rock radio. And I was like, yeah, I can hear it, you know, whatever. But I don't even know how to get in contact with those people. And that just was serendipitous. Like we played Octane, uh, we played Aftershock a week before. And one of the press things we did was with a couple, um, um, people, Rue and, uh, shannon who have their own show on octane as well and so they basically like after the interview like you know send us that song blah blah, blah. And they didn't say anything about octane but then shannon just like plugged us in you know just literally yeah. was like this is to be here and at first it was test drive and i was like ah oh, we'll see if it we'll see what it does and it was like a resounding like this is the way that kind of thing works is like you go and test drive and it's literally a test drive like if people like it they like it and if they don't they don't and if you'll know they like it when they're like tweeting about it and they're tagging you and they're going on the twitch stream and being like keep this song and so like i've never i don't you know like this is our introduction to that world but like they played that song 170 something times in mm -hmm. a month yeah to where it's like what you know like so it feels affirming right um and i think like now we're just trying to find our place like with this record like we have so many influences too like i mean all a lot of them in the rock world you know whether it's like blink and smashing pumpkins and foo fighters and deftones like all across the board so we're really there's a really earnest effort to not not in an inorganic way but really 
the exact opposite, like in an organic way, like show people song by song, like what we're into. And um, that's seriously the most exciting part of the whole process is to get to like make something where you're like, ah, hear this here, I hear this here, and you know, blah, blah. And, and I know that people who love music get excited by that as well. So like, I feel like we're in this cool, cool spot right now where we get to make something that is curated for us first and foremost, that I think a lot of like rock fans are really going to enjoy. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, again, my introduction to you was a couple of years ago and I've kind of kept my eye on what you've been releasing and stuff like that. You know, you've made our playlist at least twice that I can think of um, and things like that. And it's, it's cool because like what you just said, like, you've got so much versatility in your music that maybe this song works for some people and maybe it doesn't, but the next one's going to be for a different group of people. And the next one, and you're not pigeonholed into, Hey, here we are. As much as I love blink, you know, like I'm blink 182. My song sounds like blink 182. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a, that's a big thing for us. Like I, and I think especially in pop punk and emo right now, there's this, like, I love a lot of what's going on and I, we love a resurgence. Right. But like, I think that there's this thing going on where the most, the most like, and I'm, I won't, you know, I would not name any names, but like what's going on in that kind of like, I call it nepotism pop punk. Cause it's like a lot of like rich yeah. kids that are just doing something that like they really, and it's not everyone but there's it's obvious it's like obvious like you can smell it and a lot of it and um i think that there's it's a very diluted version of the influence right like it's the most rudimentary like kmart version of the fucking influence to where you're just like oh my god you know it's like for us like if we're influenced by blink it's like probably the self-titled album because we're like wow this is like the most like creative fucking thing this band's ever like you know And like, there's so many dynamics, like they've showed all their influences. They've like, you know, there's songs on there that are like in Deftones tunings. And then there's songs on there that like hearken to like the Smiths and the Cure. And like, there's songs that are just straight up. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like that's an album. We would probably reference across the board as being like, when we're approaching this record, we're like, we want to approach it in a way to where like, we let everything shine through, but it still has this like distinct sound. And so... I think, you know, when we talk Blink influence, that's what we are very specific about. Like, and we, I fucking love every Blink, like, you know, yeah. most Blink albums. Like, it's I was going to say, are, are we going to talk about either Neighborhoods or California? I, mean, I love Neighborhoods, dude. Jason and I, and Emma too. Like, Emma's kind of a newer Blink fan. Like, that wasn't a band for her that she ever really got into. Like, we are all more uh, aligned with, like, the 1975 and Paramore and... Yeah like smashing pumpkins and foo fighters like the three of us like and jason and i are addicted to blink rain too like the whole thing the whole bit you know yeah but like emma it's crazy because she's like we wrote this song that might be like our second single and it's so it's so like if you're a fan of like self-titled blink like you will instantly be like whoa like someone just did exact like not not in a mimic way or like a boring or corny way it's like literally we wanted to create that like that vibe and 
this song. And so when we made it and Emma was like, oh my God, like I kept telling her over and over again, I'd send her these like three or four Blink songs on that album. And she would be like, oh, I get like, I get it. And then so she had to dig into, we were like Boxcar Racer, Plus 44, uh, like that album. And then she started listening to Neighborhoods and would just send us these like reference tracks and be like, (laughs) yo, this is so fucking, we need to make a song that's like kind of in this vein. Like, this is so dope, you know? And so it's actually funny you bring up Neighborhoods because like, I honestly think that was one of the cooler things like in the whole discography, including Skiba, that they did. I mean, and I, it's that album I've like really come around to. We talked about that a lot. Like, um, and I'm really stoked for New Blink because I'm like, I hope, I hope that they, yeah like i just hope there's a shimmer of all of this you know in the mix so um i could talk about blink all day but yeah i mean moral of the story is like we we want to show our influences but in a way that complements our influences not in a way that's like cheap and derivative right you know and so and i mean like our friend scott is mixing the record and he's i've known him since i was literally 15 he recorded the first music I ever wrote um, for a band, you know, in his parents' garage. And he's went on to work with like Green Day and a bunch of other bands. And so he's East Bay, you know, I'm in the Bay Area. So like he's mixing most of our record because I wanted to intentionally have someone who is a little more like analog based to like take all these songs that we're writing in other sessions and and a lot with our friend Jojo as well in LA. and I wanted him to like give a, like a really natural feel. Not that everything isn't natural, but like when we do record, we kind of streamline it, right? Like because right. it's 2023 and we're in three different cities half the time. So uh, we're just being really deliberate with this album. And I'm really stoked to just like let music fans have it, like really dig into it, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. you said, every song every song on this record like some will have similarities but like for the most part like losers coming out and that is literally like a straight up fucking like alice in chains like meets like limp biscuit sort of like riff and then it has like these like notes of emo in it too so we're like people are gonna be like whoa what the fuck and then they're gonna hear the next one and be like wait this is you know but yeah. it's not so alienating it's just going to keep it really fresh and exciting and i i hope it helps us branch across like all like levels of the sort of alternative world and and make new fans so yeah, yeah for sure and i i think a lot of that goes into and you'll probably agree a lot of that goes into the authenticity and that's what we love about you know pop punk and emo and things like that is you know that music has always been about being authentic and true to yourself right. whereas you know you're obviously we would all love to be a top 40 artist and make millions of dollars and, and whatever. Right. Cause capitalist yeah. America, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the substance that's in that shit versus, you know, old school blink and things like that. Like I would much rather listen to that because it relates. And I think that's right. where you guys are at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think, yeah, I mean, and, and like, there's, I mean, like, we don't rule we're not like purists right like we're not like 
I mean, I'll fucking go on record. I, I don't give a shit. Like, I'll listen to those Machine Gun Kelly albums and I'll be like, yo, there's some dope production here. Yeah. The songwriting on a lot of this is great. There's a nuance to it. I do really think it is pushing rock forward uh, and in a way that is household, which I think is more important than anything. I think getting music like that is rock and guitar and drum bass driven into like just I, I don't know, like young kids getting into that i mean i don't care how corny some purist perceives it like if that makes someone want to go get a guitar or play drums or start a fucking band like let's fucking go you know so i think there is there is a lot of cool stuff going on and i think for us like we don't want to limit ourselves to just being a band that's stuck under the like warp tour ceiling forever right. like no disrespect obviously nothing but love but like we really do want to be a band that people on like a household level could get into and then like be a gateway to rock music like i i have no no problem saying that so yeah uh, no, I, know. I i agree with you and i you know i've been pretty critical of of machine gun kelly more so right. because right. you know i feel like without without travis i don't think those albums do near as well as they do uh, right but Honestly, my bigger problem isn't even that that he did it or any of that. It's the fans that are like, oh, he's this pop punk Jesus. And yeah. it's like, guys, come on. Like, that's not what's happening here. No, no, no. I'm not naive enough to think that. But um, I think um, I think that in all of that, like, there's always going to be like, people are always going to want more, right? They're always going to want something like, yeah people love a catchy melody and and whatnot but like i think naturally people like things that push their like their uh perceived interest in something like you know right. like people like things that are new to them and like are like whoa you know i mean i remember i mean you could go back to that literally blink self-titled album like i remember before that all i knew of blink Wing Two was like fucking fart and dick jokes and like <laughs> the really catchy, like, honestly, immature songs. And yeah. so to be like 11, 12 years old and then to hear feeling this for the first time on the radio and be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, yeah. and but also be like, whoa, this is a new thing. I mean, that album alone has stuck with me and has has molded my perception of like uh, what just like i don't know so many things about me so many things about creating music like i honestly if i was to ever punish blink 182 like in person it would just be over that record and i think that they would be humbled by it and stuff they'd probably <laughs> be like yes that literally is our magnum opus you know yeah. like so but anyways i don't want to dwell on that too long no no but, i i totally agree with you and i you know i grew up i'm a huge blink fan myself and i know exactly what you're saying i'm a little bit older than you but like hearing some of those songs and being like, wait, are these the same guys that were talking about fucking a dog in the ass? Like yeah, this, can't, this can't be the same thing here. Right. right. So, so cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think it speaks volumes to um, the music industry as a whole and like the evolution, you know, getting into where we're at today because you have so many of the old school blink fans like you and I that are looking at things and going, man, like, would we even be here? if it wasn't for the, that self-titled album or, right. you know, the impacts that they had. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I honestly, I feel that very often. I'm just like, 
I mean, dude, that's an album I listen to like multiple times a week. Like it's still every time I go go back to it, I'm like, there's a new thing that I'm like, wait, what? How the fuck did they do that? You know, like yeah. how did they do that? You know, and I think that's really special. That's my favorite kind of music. You know, I, I think anything that makes me just it's really catchy to me and sticks in my head, but also it makes me go, wait, like, how did they capture that moment? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this episode's actually going to go live just a couple of days before the, uh, the new single loser with Cami drops. So yeah. you kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's talk about that, you know, yeah. being able to work with Cami and then also to kick off 2023 this early in the year and say, you know, you guys got to get a taste of us last year, but here we go. Yeah. Like, this is what yeah. we're doing. What's this feel like for you? Pretty cool, man. I mean, like, Cammy is someone I just, I can't even remember how we met. Like, just, you know, an L.A. buddy that I met in the last couple of years. And she just loves rock music so much. And um, she just loves, she's one of the hardest workers I've ever met, like, in music. Like, I've never met someone kind of, like, well, I've met a few people, but like I rarely meet people like such as myself or even Emma or Jason where like they have such a go get them attitude and like they'll take any session and there's no ego and there's no like it doesn't fucking matter. So Emma, I mean, uh, Cammy and I had talked about writing together for months, probably. And um, this song in particular is really dope because it's the first one where I was like, Emma, like you got to come in, like, come in on the sesh, right? Like, yeah. come in and write, just write with us. And we hadn't even had band, or had conversations really about the band, like, being molded as a band. Um, and so I think that was one of those first moments where, like, it, for, for Emma and I in the studio, we were like, fuck, like, as a writing team, like, we're about to be, this is about to be nuts. Like, we had, we just had this moment where it was like, we're literally, like, we just both get it and are, are just like so stoked. So, you know, and then Cammy's there too. She's just so talented. And like, I know in music, she hasn't really, you know, like totally broken through as a star yet because obviously things take time. And I think artists that stay the longest kind of sometimes take the longest to like grow. And yeah. I mean, she's only been doing like this style of music, I think for a couple of years now and is already like growing tremendously and is gaining a lot of respect among like songwriters and I think she's going to be like a force in the next year or two and beyond. And this song I think is, you know, I don't want to speak for her too much, but like she's made it apparent how special this one is because it's like very much kind of the first actual like rock thing she's gotten to do. And we made a fucking rock song. Like there's not a pro, there's not a trap beat on this thing. There's not like a, it's just a fucking, you know, no diss to that, but that's definitely been prevalent in, in our sound before. So it's like, this is just a straight up, like, this is the, like, other than that part in Promise, this is probably the heaviest song we've written that is to be released yet. And I think has the most, like, out of pocket for us as far as, like, what we've been perceived as sort of, like, elements in this song. I mean, like, I... You know, I didn't say it. I'm a huge Limp Biscuit fan, <laughs> but like verse one, I was trying to like get the energy for it, and it was literally Kemma, Cammy, and Emma that were like, "Bro, you know what you need to do here." And I was like, <laughs> "What? Like, what are you? You know?" And they were like, 
you gotta like fred nurse that shit on this right now like just make this your fucking you know just do it and so there's like elements of that and we had such a fun song a fun time writing this song like it's just uh i don't know man this one's gonna be cool i i think it might be a little weird for some people but i don't know for us it's special and it's cool and i think it's a good one to drop as like the first single of the record because it I think it just shows that we're not like really scared to do one direction or the other. You know what I mean? And we can actually maybe make both live in the same song. So, yeah, no, and I, I think, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to be able to hear the song. Um, and what I did think you think? Honest it, opinion. Dude, honestly, it's it's up there on my list. It's uh, I've already got it slated, even though it's next week. It's going to make I already know. So my um Friday playlist, my weekend waves, as I call it. Thanks, uh, man. I, I add 10 songs and you're already one of the 10 for next week. I can guarantee. Thank so, you. Dude. Yeah. Appreciate it's, that. It's, it's it. You're right though. Like for people that have heard your, your previous stuff, this is going to be like a, hold on, what are they doing? Yeah. But again, like you said earlier, it's not alien alienating enough to where people are going to be like, bro, I can't, I can't fuck with this guy. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be more of the like, oh shit, these guys have like, there's range here. I want to get into some of this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think that's like something that is really it's just important to us is to just not be, not just stay stuck in one lane. Um, so yeah, this one's exciting, and I mean, also this song like is from a standpoint like lyrically like there's something that we've been just. I mean, it's unavoidable to discuss i mean i'm sure people talk about it in the music industry on these sort of things all the time but like there's just been this overarching like especially as an independent artist where you know we have kind of started talk to teams and labels and like there's this immense pressure centered around social media and um to be this like creator of content like and the song is secondary and the music and your actual art is secondary to this newly like acquired or needed to be developed sense of like influencer thing. And so, and I think for me, it feels so unnatural because I mean, dude, I just grew up like, I grew up in a home that was very, I was very sheltered. We were also pretty poor. So we didn't have like, I was always at a friend's house being enamored by YouTube or, or iTunes or like things like that. Like, Whoa, like I could, you know, and it was never something that I had much of an introduction to at a young age in like a big way. So I feel like for me as a songwriter and an artist and someone who performs music, it's it is fascinating and I do see its benefits. But I think we want to write a song that really like um, talks about like how we don't need to totally like that doesn't need to be our identity. Right. Like right. our art is first and our expression is first. and the pressure beyond that to just like not be something that you're not, but to like fabricate who you are or really like put like this sugar coat on it to make it look extra glossy for, you know, for the masses. Like I, it's just kind of the antithesis of like punk rock, honestly, yeah. at the end of the day. So for, I wanted to write a song that was genuine and obviously like, you know, I don't want to say we play the game, but like we'll do things that are fun for us on social media that we think like, oh, that that's cool, that you know, like whatever. But like, 
we really wanted to write a song that was kind of in defiance of this pressure to overperform and maybe even in some cases be something that you're not or an exaggerated yeah. version of yourself to be perceived by the internet and the industry and people you don't even know. Um, and so that, and it's also like very much like an introvert anthem, you know, like right. I, I, I met Cami in LA and we're very much the same people and that we just like, we'll cancel plans to like lay in bed in like our sweatpants and like, you know, or just stay home and write songs. And like, not that we aren't social people, but like, there was just like this overall pressure to just be like perceived. Like we just right. wanted, wanted to write something that is just kind of in defiance of that. And, you know, I don't mean that to sound pretentious or anything, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's about. So it feels cathartic yeah. in that sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, the it's funny, like the evolution that we've seen in the, the music industry, right? Like I'm 38. So like I said, I'm a little bit older than you, but we remember the MySpace days. We remember like the band standing outside of a venue trying to hand you their CD to get noticed right. that way, things like that. Um, and then, you know, as music evolved or the industry evolved, right. artists were all about selling merch. And that's still obviously a great way to do it. But now right. to your point, it's, I put out this song that's not what's important. My content creation is important. And it's like, yeah. but I don't want to be a content creator. I want to be an artist. And right. that's, you know, I think it's a really, like you said, there's obviously benefit to it. It's the world we live in now. Right. There's things like that, but right. it's interesting to see or, and to hear you even speak about it. Like there's so many artists that are like blowing up on TikTok because that is who they are. And it's right. like, but I shouldn't have to compete with them because that's not my style. Well, and that's uh, the thing too. And that's what I think has become really annoying about it, especially in the like alt space or the punk space or whatever the fuck you want to call it in 2023. Like it's, it, it creates a competition. It creates a sense of competition among these artists. Like, even if they'll say that, you know, there's camaraderie or whatever, like it's all the, it's, they've been made to believe that metrics are everything. And so so it creates this disillusion of like purpose, I think. Um, and, you know, and that's not to say that anyone who's going viral and like doing it isn't genuine. Like that there's, right. there's that these two things can exist in the same conversation and not be a resolute, you know, like it's not, it's not like that, but I think they're because of the pressure and because of like, you know, going back to it, like existing under late stage capitalism, where everything is about a metric and a dollar moving, um, it creates a really toxic environment. Like, I think it's become really, you know, yeah, toxic. Yeah. And it's kind of another, like, to the, you know, opposite point of like Machine Gun Kelly, or, you know, these sort of artists that and I know that I know that guy, like, whether people hate him or not, like, he did have a struggle as an artist. Like he didn't come, he's not a nepotism baby or anything, right? but it gave way for that in the scene for people to just be like, Oh, well, I can just be this rock star. Like I can just, I can just spend hours a day having people perceive me on TikTok like this. But like, it just, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's a strange, I don't know if you call it a duality or a paradox or whatever, but it's, it's really interesting. Um, and I think, like, obviously the bands we love growing up, like Green Day and Blink and, you know, go down the list, like, 
branding is huge, was always huge, but I think yeah. it was done in like a really sincere way. I mean, that literally was who Blink-182 were. I mean, they literally yeah. were fucking degenerates and they like prided themselves on it, you know? And, and that's, there's fun and youthfulness to that. And obviously that's infectious to like teenagers, you know? And, yeah. and honestly, even hold such a special nostalgia thing as we go on through our lives. But like, I don't, I don't know that everything is as genuine now as it was. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, the like you said a minute ago, the pressure from labels and stuff like that, that you have to go do these things. And it's like, okay, but even if I wanted to go do that thing, now I'm feeling that pressure. So now I'm, you know, a little disingenuous right. with it because right. I'm being told I have to do it. And, you know, like for yeah. you and I growing up punk kids, you can yeah. tell me to do something, but I'm not going to do it simply because you told me that I have to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I just don't enjoy that, that kind of, uh, that kind of pressure. I don't, I don't think it's helpful to me creating art. Um, but you know, here we are and we're still doing, we're still making art and we're, you know, going to continue to, and, and, um, you know, we know how to evolve and adapt and, and be present, but also be genuine. I mean, I think that's a big yeah. part of, the band and like it's a big part of why like the three of us are in a band because there's not there's literally no ego <laughs> you know it's just yeah. like we're just gonna work hard at this and we're gonna believe in ourselves and you know we're gonna be good to the people that are good to us and you know that we think are good people and that's i don't know there's not much more to it than that you know so yeah no that that's i think the the perfect way to segue into what I'm getting ready to ask you. And that's the vision for 2023. You know, now you've got some people with you that you are comfortable with and you guys are all on the same page. Um, 2023, you know, you're dropping this song, you're getting ready to hit the studio. What, what's the vision for you with crooked teeth in 2023? Um, you know, we'd like to get this album out like late summer. That's kind of what we've been talking about. Um, right now like literally on the vision board <laughs> there's a couple things specifically like just finishing this album and making it fucking cool and like not really for the first time like there's certain things we're not i wouldn't say we're rushing ourselves on but we're being a little more diligent about with time and stuff like that but for the most part like we just want to make a really cool body of work and not like maybe slow down the clock in our heads a little bit and not really worry about touring as much, not really worry about like that sort of stuff until it comes to us, but really just focusing on the music, you know? And um, I think that that's ultimately like beyond, you know, being a influencer, having a viral moment or anything like that, like music is fucking music. And then people love it. It, they will, you know, and not to, you know, it feels very capitalist to me to say this, but like, if you build it, they will come, right. you know, yeah. and it's true. And it's like, we know that we're going to be a place for people who are looking for what we got. And we're going to make the best version of ourselves, like in terms of this record. So, um, and I don't like oddly feel any pressure. I'm just very, ex I mean, I was just on the phone with Emma before I took this, this interview and, um, we were both just like almost at the same time. We were like, I'm so excited to make this like this going to be, you know, we've already like, I mean, we literally Emma and I probably are FaceTiming like I would say three times a week with acoustic guitars, just like this is fucking cool. This is fucking cool. Like, let's do this. And so 
a lot of the record is already writing itself and it's just been such an organic and fun and just like sincere effort so far and um so for our for the year we really want to tour papa roach this year i know it's very specific but um they're a band that keeps like just kind of we keep crossing like paths with at these festivals and all stuff and i think jacoby has like a really great heart and is like a pretty down-to-earth person and we are just like and we see a lot of their fans start to gravitate to us so yeah that is a band like we want we jokingly are like yeah we're not gonna tour until we get like we get a tour paparazzi so oddly enough like i don't you know I don't know how much I can disclose, like, but we've already been sort of like talking to their camp and like, so we're no promises here. I'm not coming here to like spill any tea, but uh, that's something like we really want to do. So that's on the vision board of things to manifest. But other than that, it's just just making a really badass record and and doing it, you know, in a genuine and organic way and and uh, going from there. I mean, we're going to be dropping a lot a lot of singles before it comes out so there's gonna be a lot a lot of music to digest before we probably even get to the point of like a title or anything like that but it is coming it's coming so yeah yeah Yeah. i'm a big papa roach fan too i remember when you know last resort came out and uh or infest and all that like um they're another band you know talking similar to blink like seeing where they came from to where they are now and the evolution that they've gone through and everything. It's so incredible to see like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It it goes to prove, you know, that, that authenticity because Jacoby has never been anything but Jacoby. Right. And people have have hated on that fucking band. Like people have reduced them to a joke or a gimmick so many, so many times. And it's like, I'm a pretty intuitive person. And I think I've got good, like I'm a, good perceiver of like character and i just love watching artists who are so unabashedly themselves like who are just like oh fuck it you think we're some like dumb bro like rock band well like here are these really rad vulnerable songs but also like we're just gonna play into the fucking bit and have fun with this because like that's what it's all about and they're also you know i'm from the sacramento area they're from vacaville is where they started and so there's just this like I've all, they were the, one of the first CDs, like one of the first, like, I would say, uh, how do I put it? Like, um, formative, uh, moments of like music. I remember like literally going to church camp and the kid next to me on the bus, uh, had infest and he had a Walkman and it, they were those headphones where it wasn't earbuds. You had to yeah. literally. And I remember being like him, like, you want to listen to it, you know? Cause it was like bad. <laughs> it was like, you know and i was like well yeah of course like don't tell god or my mom but yeah and uh i remember just being like oh my like this is this rocked my way you know it got me into like it literally is what got me into heavier music and and stuff like that so um tribute a lot to that band that's something we really want to make happen and we've been very vocal about and honestly i don't even care like if there's ever a band that we could like punish over the internet and be like yo we love you and this would be really cool i think papa roach is the band that would receive it and be like okay that's fucking cool like there's a band that really likes us and wants to you know um and i think it's also great because we don't inherently like across the board sound like papa roach you know like there's influences like from there but also 
pop punk emo like paramore you know like so many fucking bands to where i think that there just would be a great band for us to kind of align with and tour with and do fun stuff with so that's on the vision board and the records on the vision board otherwise we're just chilling man like just figuring it out so yeah i uh <laughs> i have a funny quick story about papa roach so way back in the day i worked at, at best buy because you know fresh out of college whatever um yeah. and i forget exactly which album it was i'm looking at the discography to try to figure out timeline like i think it was either it was either paramore sessions or metamorphosis and i think it was metamorphosis but um so i'm i'm from a small town in indiana called coco yeah. indiana and yeah. this little bit older lady she's in her 50s at that time i'm in my 20s at that time you know she comes in she's like i need you know like five six copies of this papa roach album and i'm like oh yeah. you know like must be getting it for the grandkids you know whatever trying to shoot the shit with her and she's like well kind of but not really like it's because of one of my grandkids and i'm like okay turns out it's fucking jerry's grandma lives oh nearby and she's like that that guitarist right there he, he's my grandson and i have to buy their music and i'm like holy uh, shit that's so crazy that's so rad that's yeah it's uh i love i love moments like that um yeah love love that band um and uh i think it's you know i'm gonna go on record and say i think it's gonna happen <laughs> so i so I mean, without even knowing what you know for what's been put out in their camp and everything, you know, again, with the year that you guys have just had and to see where you've come from just in the two-ish years that I've known about you, um, I I don't see why it wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, there's not yeah. a good reason for anybody to be like, no, you don't fucking fit. You don't belong here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that has definitely not been the sentiment. So that's that's affirming. So yeah. Uh but yeah, man. Um just really honestly like overwhelm overwhelmingly stoked about doing a record. Like this has been, you know, this is kind of like the big moment in my life so far. So I'm really stoked. Like we just love, you know, fucking writing and making music and geeking out over music. So I think you know, I hope people trust us to make something really <laughs> cool because I think we're going to, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, again, it, it goes back to the imposter syndrome to some extent, but, and it, it's not an easy thing to do, but at some point, you know, you're obviously excited about this, the, the team, the band, Emma and, yeah. and everybody's excited about doing this. So like, it, it's easy for me to fucking say this to you, but you kind of almost have to say, fuck what everybody else thinks. I'm doing this album for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we absolutely are. I mean, literally like there's, you know, I mean, obviously we've got our publicist who's been awesome and set this up, but like, other than that, it is the three of us just fucking believing in ourselves. And honestly, like, I feel like a lot of bands don't have a moment like that in their, they either have it right at the beginning or they have it when they're like five albums deep and they're like, well, we've already got our thing. Like we're already here. So let's just say, fuck it. Like for us, we're just like, literally like, no, like nothing is off the limits. Like anything we want to put on this record, like that's, what's going to go there. And that's what we're making it for. It's a body of work. It's art, you know? So yeah, super fucking stoked. Awesome, man. I'm stoked for you. So uh, you've kind of ruined my question because oh, no. I was going to ask you, my wrap up question for you was going to be, you know, in 2023, what would the ideal tour look like? But obviously it's 
you know, a Papa Roach headliner, right? It's definitely Papa Roach. I mean, we also, with that, like, we really want to make new fans. I mean, like, towards the end of last year, I mean, throughout last year, we were given some, you know, opportunities to make new fans from other artists, like, fan bases, and that was really special. And But we really also, like, we want to headline, you know, we want to have our own, like, fan base and our kind of family in that. And so... um ultimately for us yeah doing something like papa roach and then maybe getting to go and you know even if we're just playing 200 cap rooms and maybe not even selling them out but like getting to go out there and see new fans and old fans and everyone come together around a record is like that's kind of our ideal situation but obviously like papa roach you know we fucking love paramore because who the fuck doesn't uh (laughs) blink you know um there's been so, so many bands i mean they're all big ones and they're all visions of grandeur but <laughs> right. but um yeah those are some some bands we really like i mean um we really loved and i'll also say like an artist that we had the opportunity to open for last year that was special to us because we didn't really know him and we didn't really like know much about him other than what we see like on the internet like but kenny hoopa like that playing the shows was something that was really special i think he has something like he's going to be a legacy artist he's already on the track for that and like he's got something really special going on so like that's something we really would love to do again maybe at large and um i don't know like it's not it's for us it's not really your run-of-the-mill like pop punk bands like we don't really like care like i mean not that we wouldn't be stoked but like it's that's not really what's on our mind like we want to tour with people who we think are like actually cool and creative and pushing boundaries and um so yeah i would say those are like two artists that like i think on the on the top of our brains we're like that would be really cool you know so yeah yeah that'd be dope um kind of the standard outro for you man uh obviously i'll link all the socials but where can people find you and what's the best way to connect Oh man, on the Instagram, on the TikTok, we hate Twitter, but Twitter is there if you want to, I don't know, like tweet tomatoes at us or something. Um, what else, you know, uh, shoot us a gold, good old fashioned email and <laughs> maybe we could give you an address. We could be pen pals. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, just on it, just, just hit the Insta, you know, send a DM, yeah. be like, Hey, I like, I like the music. I'm a fan now. And will likely write back and say thank you so much welcome to the family so yeah dope yeah. man i appreciate you taking the time especially you know pulling off to the side of the road to to oh, do this no and everything and um i'm stoked for you i'm looking forward to to everything and um we'll definitely you know stay in touch and if you get around to indiana or you, you know got, chicago we're we're hooking up for sure to you're on the list go. man for so, sure not even a question so thanks awesome. for having us or having yeah. me i should say yeah absolutely appreciate man it. Have a good one, man. You too, Josh. Take it easy. You too. Bye. And that was my conversation with my friend Tyson. Uh, Crooked Teeth, again, is the band name. You guys should have put them on the radar two years ago when we were talking. If you didn't, uh, then now's the time to put them on your radar because they are definitely on an upswing. They are making some major moves really putting an impact in the music industry and and not just one genre kind of like what we were talking about in that conversation you know being able to fit in a 
place with so many different bands because they have such a wide and eclectic uh, catalog of music is a really, really powerful place to be in right now. And I think it also uh, is a great place for fans for them to be in because you're going to find songs of theirs that you absolutely fucking dig. Uh, And yeah, so I want you to go over, check out their social medias. As always, that's all going to be linked in the description of this podcast, but be sure you give them a like, share, subscribe, follow, all of that. Uh, Let them know that you listened to the episode. Um, And yeah, that's really everything I've got for you guys. Make sure you go and check out Loser coming out on this Friday, January 20th. Um, You know, let's, let's blow that song up for him and really help elevate their vision and their their exposure levels um as always you know i thank you guys so much for everything you do for this podcast i am working on i've said it time and time again i'm sorry that it's taken so long um i know i sound like a broken record with it but i am working on some new merch designs i will have them up very soon I've went back and forth with designers. I've had people flake out on me, whatever the case may be. Um, You know, it is what it is. But new merch coming very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Be sure that you are following us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where we're most active. Um, Be sure that you're following the podcast or subscribe to the podcast, depending on your platform. And yeah, anything you guys can do, you know, all the free stuff, like, comment, and share on posts and episodes, things like that. That's huge for the analytics and visibility of this podcast, um, which in turn, you know, is what makes us able to get some of these guests and be able to bring you the conversations with artists that you want to hear from. Um, But again, that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode Remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.